Hey everybody, it's Nathan Freeberg, and my voice is better. My tonsil surgery went great, and this is the last of four re-release episodes, and I realized too late before I could do anything about it that we said that we were going to have new episodes coming to you on January 13th, which is not the case, but I promise they'll be with you next week, which is January 20th. So uh, until then, enjoy this episode from Heather Kelly. Hello, everyone. It's Heather Kelly, one of the consultants here at Leadership Vision. We're taking a break from new podcast episodes over the holidays and also to help Nathan's voice recover from his tonsil surgery. Personally, I really wanted to hear him sound like a six-year-old son, but alas, we'll let him rest. Anyway, rather than going quiet for a month, we decided to re-release some of our favorites from the archives. One of my favorite podcast episodes was Successfully Navigating Teams Through Change, first aired in January of 2018. I really liked it because the topic of change is as relevant and prevalent today at the end of 2019 as it was at the beginning of 2018, as it will be until the end of time. The old adage says change is the only thing that's constant. I think this episode is meaningful for me as we close out the year because of the way change has shown up in my own world this year. As you listen to it today, perhaps for the second time, pay attention to what Brian has to say about identifying how your own strengths show up when you're presented with change. Each of us, because of our unique set of strengths, react differently to change. For me, thanks to my strength of strategic, I get excited about the possibilities that change can provide, especially if I get to help plan out the change strategy. How do you see your strengths at play in the context of a recent or upcoming change in your life? We'll be back with new episodes on January 13th of 2020. Enjoy. No matter your scope of influence or the number of people being affected, change will always be one of the challenges facing leaders. Change can test your adaptive capacities, cast shadows of doubt within yourself, cloud your vision of the future, and erode the clarity of a well-planned strategy. Change may threaten relational trust and distract even the most focused members of your team. On the other hand, change can be a welcome catalyst for greater clarity, compassion, and community. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, one of the consultants here at Leadership Vision. And today on the show, I'm joined by... Brian Schubring, the founder and CEO of Leadership Vision Consulting. And today on the podcast, we're talking about the topic of change. Happy New Year, everyone. 2018 is here. And often, the turning of the calendar brings with it a sort of irresistible desire to change something in our lives. Maybe we want to get in shape. Maybe we want to read more books or merely become a more organized person. Other times, change is imposed upon us when we least expect it. Maybe you get laid off. Maybe a team member quits. Or maybe your company decides to radically change strategy. Change shows up in many unpredictable ways. And as much as we may try to plan for it, sometimes it can be difficult and quite painful to navigate when it arrives. As we look back on our year at Leadership Vision... It has been one involving lots of change for us. Changes to our team, changes to the way we're doing business, some changes to our focus, and more. Parts of that change have been pretty easy to navigate. 
Other parts? Well, not so much. So today, Brian and I share three strategies for navigating change that will help teams and individuals come out stronger on the other side. We'll talk about the personal and professional aspects of change, how recognizing it is the first step to making it through, and how our response to change and the impact our strengths play into that may be the single most significant factor affecting the success of the outcome. So stay with us as we share the leadership vision approach to navigating change. All right, so let's start this conversation with some simple definitions of change. Here's Brian. If we ultimately want to be able to successfully navigate change whenever and however that appears on our team, I think it's important for us to know what we're looking for. Mm. So when we talk about change and when we raise this topic in some of the work that we do with teams, we start with asking the team, how do they define change? Because every team has a different definition of what change is. So that's our goal. So how do we do that? We begin by having a discussion that that just simply asks the question, what does change mean to you? How would you define change? That's an individual focused question. And that is what we're trying to accomplish. We want to have now a conversation where each person of the team talks about what does change mean to them and what their definition of change is. So once we talk about that, we begin to realize how complex change actually is when it occurs on our team because we're exposing all the different understandings and all the different definitions that people bring to this topic of change. Once that happens, we have probably a very lively discussion on all the different perspectives because we want to validate that each person has a different perspective on change. We want to identify some of the similarities in how people define change. And third, we also want to now gain an alignment on what change means to the team. So first, it's a personal question. But then the second part is then to have the team begin to discuss how do we define change within this team because there are some teams on one end of the spectrum where the work that they do just by the very nature of the work and their context they have a very routine structure to what they do there's an order to each day there's certain job responsibilities that they have to fulfill so change to that team would come as a surprise it would be unexpected they wouldn't be anticipating that because that's just not part of what it is that they do on the other end of the spectrum You may have a team where change is what they're about based upon their job responsibilities and their shared objectives. They may be the ones that are causing change within the organization. They may have jobs that are adapting and responding to change that's happening by the hour or change that happens every day. So change to them is normal. Those are two extremes. But to define collectively what does change mean to us then begins to introduce the second part of this. And that is, now that we've understood what change means to us, how do we as individuals now adapt and respond when change actually happens? That's so critical in this process because if you can't name and identify that this thing has happened, you're not going to be able to even gauge yourself. I mean, you think of, you know, personal tension or work tension, a lot of it is maybe just misunderstanding or mischaracterization of what's going on. So once once we can establish as, as, a, as a team that this is what we're looking at, then you can have those conversations about, well, what is my response to this? How do I respond? And 
as we talk about this conversation today, I think it's it's helpful to maybe think about not labeling responses as bad necessarily, but just acknowledging that maybe this is my default is to always resist change or always embrace it just for the sake of change. Because then I think we can have a much more constructive conversation when we start talking about moving forward. Correct. Because like you're saying, what's helpful with the team is to begin to identify how individuals respond to change. Knowing your personal response to change is going to then inform how a team can react. Here's one of the things that we find most common in teams. Teams collectively respond to change. They do not necessarily recognize how individuals are responding to change. You've often heard the term group think. There's also a way of looking at this like group act. So a team somehow has created over time a normative way that they as a collective respond to change. Some teams may you know, get super focused on what the element of change actually is. Another team may become completely unraveled when change happens and there is a group response. One of the things that we want to recognize in this idea of knowing your response to change is first knowing that there is a normal way that your team adapts to change. So let's just start there. Identify. Just ask yourselves the question, how do we as a team react to change when it happens? Do we become more focused? Do we become unraveled? Do we become more relational? Do we become more strategic? Just name it. Then the second part of knowing your response to change is asking this, how do you as an individual show up when change happens? Because when we ask that question, how do you as, as an individual show up, we're asking two things. First, we're asking when in the change process do you most come alive? So think to yourself, when change is happening, when do you become alive in, in the resolution of the change? Are you someone who gets really excited before change is actually happening? Like you can anticipate something's going to happen. You want to get your mind in there and begin to think into what could potentially happen when the change actually occurs. That we would call before. You're alive before the change. The second timing when it comes to changes in the midst of change. So ask yourself, do you become really alive and engaged when change is actually happening? Like you love the action that happens around the event of change. And the third part of the timeline with change is, do you become most alive after the change has concluded? Where you then want to apply your critical thinking skills on what happened, what came before, what happened while we're in, and then make some decisions or shaping of the thinking of how we can apply those lessons forward. So first, knowing your response to change, do you come most alive before change, during change, or after change? And we also want to invite you to maybe embrace two of those. So we've met many people who would say to themselves, I come most alive before change, but then when it's the change is actually happening, I love the midst of that. But then once the change is over, I'm done. We've met people that enjoy the before process, like, oh, change is coming. I want to help prepare ourselves for that. They hate the during part. But then after, they come alive again saying, how can we avoid this mistake down the road? So that's the first place to start is knowing your response before, during, or after. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform, 
that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. So when you are working with teams around this, do you, do you try to figure out like what is someone's motivation? Like why is someone on the spectrum of change, acceptance, or, or denial? Or how can you, you know, if, if you and I are at opposite ends of this spectrum, how do you sort of get alignment on the center to say, well, here's how we can come together to embrace this next season of change? That's why it's important for us to know how we personally respond to change. And we use strengths to help us inform how it is that each of us are responding to change. I think that when you integrate your personal strengths into this conversation, it can begin to lead you to an understanding of when it is that you're best going to show up and how it is that you're going to contribute to the addressing of change and the resolution of change. So when you talk about you and I, for example, Nathan, and how we may come at this from two different ends of the spectrum, our strengths can inform us on what our expectations might be and how much of a runway we need to think into the change or how we're going to show up when the change is actually happening. So we want to introduce strengths at this part of the conversation and say, how do your strengths navigate and adapt to change? And how do your strengths help the rest of the team understand your approach and your preference to how change occurs. When you think about two of my strengths, two of my strengths are the strength of connectedness and the strength of intellection. I'm always searching for meaning. There has to be some meaning to why we change. I want to connect past experiences and connect future outcomes. So my strength of connectedness is very active in the before stage. My intellection, my strength of intellection, wants to have the time to think into the possibilities. And then my strength of strategic wants to make a decision that actually creates the change. That being said, it's kind of where I hand it off to you. Because I think a right. lot of make, your make strengths... Make this happen now. <laughs> yep, show up because, okay, this is where we're going. And you have a better understanding of the framework. But knowing that my strengths are connectedness intellection and the strength of strategic that should also help the team understand why once changes happen, I don't want to think about it anymore. Right. Because I also have the strength of futuristic. So I'm thinking about the next change that's coming. And I really have no interest in reflecting on what happened during the change. So not only do we want to address the timing before, during, or after, the timing to your coming alive in the midst of change, but we also want to uh, directly introduce a strengths question. How do your strengths shape your preference and your objective when strengths are happening? That's why we also want to introduce the conversation of strengths because we want the strengths language to inform how it is that you're willing to contribute to the process of change and how you're willing to bring a resolution or to achieve your objective even in the midst of change. So let's move on to the third and final point here about leading through change and how we can do that using our strengths. Let's talk about the team now. So, you know, we've talked about recognizing change, 
um, just for the sake of change. We've talked about like recognizing your own response to change. What's the third one? First of all, we want to remind the team that we're working with on their original definition of change. They defined what change was, and we want to take that definition and apply it to the change that we are currently discussing, and also introduce this following concept. Even in the midst of the challenges of change, change always presents an opportunity for something new, an opportunity to capitalize on something great that's happening or an opportunity to learn the lesson of something that didn't go so well. But it's often a point of opportunity. And one of the things that we also want to introduce with a team is that change often brings a conclusion to a set of behaviors or a decision-making process that may need to not be repeated. Hmm. And so in that conclusion of one way of behaving or one way of decision-making is also the opportunity to start something new and to provide a new, fresh, clear vision or even the reminder of how we should continue certain behaviors and still end other behaviors that maybe got us into the point of needing to change. There's a messiness that I think comes before the neatness of change. And it's leaning into that messiness and just knowing that and if you ever, I don't know, organize your garage or a storage closet, you got to pull everything out first and make a big old mess before you can organize it and figure out how do we, how do we organize and make this space neat again. And I, I think leading a team through change is, is kind of like that yep. and being okay to sit in that messiness for a little bit. Yep. And another reality of a team that is addressing change is, like I said, don't see it as negative. See it as just part of the process. Sometimes change is nothing more than an addition of confusion, <laughs> which provides a team an opportunity to remind themselves, to clarify what their focus really is, what really is their objective. We've seen this so many times in the conversations that we have with teams that change really wasn't an alteration of something. Maybe it was just an addition of some murkiness or some fog that created um, just a, a sense of confusion, but didn't really mess up any of the alignment that they really had. It was just a moment in time where they needed to maybe change a couple of things that they were doing, not major change, but it just further galvanized what they were about, why they were together, and actually then recalibrate maybe how they were going towards the goals that they were going towards, but nothing serious happened through it. Right, there's a refocusing that can happen and sometimes if you've done those first two processes well, identifying and figuring out where you fit, you can use that change process to continue to refine and refocus. And it's not as confusing as, you know, the anti-change parts. And another thing that we are emphasizing with teams who are going through change is that change will always give us an opportunity to understand each other better. And that's the part of change that excites me, is that change can be very relational because it helps us understand really what a person has to contribute, even in the midst of their own limitations. As we all know, those of us who embrace change as part of what we do with our lives, we understand that change presses us to our limits and there's an exhilaration and a fear at the same time. But when we bump up against our, our limits, really we're bumping up against another person on our team where we, we know where their contribution can come alongside of us and, and provide that element of help or that element of compassion in the midst of change saying, I know you're struggling with this change. I can help you in this area. 
we see this time and time again teams that go through change and their relationships are getting stronger. It's not their intention for that to happen, but it is a byproduct of change. And I love pointing that out because as we ask team members to give commentary and observations on how others adapted to change, it always turns to something positive on how that, that person was pushed to their limit. They relied on someone else. They added a critical contribution to the team's success. And that type of sharing about how individuals reacted to and responded to a change on a team always deepens the relationship, which ultimately provides us a greater sense of community and connection with each other. This is where I see change being a critical element in deepening our trust with each other. Trust is this understanding that you're going to show up as I expect you to show up. You're going to show up and you're going to surprise me, but you're going to show up for us. And change typically provides us with a moment where we can show up for each other and for what it is that we are surrounding ourselves with, that, that purpose that we're all achieving, which provides a greater sense of team, a greater sense of community. And that is what results in trust. Absolutely. We've, I mean, we've talked in other contexts about that shared experience really helps to galvanize a team, a culture. And often change can be that shared experience, whether it's positive or, or negative. You know, as, as we have worked on kind of the season of change at our own company, you've, you've written something. I just want to read it because I think it's well said, but when change leads us through very difficult decisions, the result is often a greater compassion for each other, their sacrifices, and selfless service. Change puts each of us in the same place, and we all share in the growing pains of change. And it's it's partly what you just said, but I want to reiterate that because I think too often we we forget that when you successfully make it out the other end of change, that there is um, so much positive and you're different you know, often stronger, you know, when you think about um, the process of, you know, building muscle, it can be painful, it can be hard. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you're stronger because of that, that hard work. So um, I, I love that this is the focus of our team, that we embrace change, that we say that it's going to be hard. But at the end of the day, it's because of, you know, that community and that compassion that we try to have for each other. Remember, the effectiveness of a team navigating change begins with understanding how do we define change. So my challenge to you is this. Think to yourself, what's your relationship with change? If I were to sit down with you and ask you how would you define it, what would be a couple of sentences that you would use to define what you mean when you talk about change? And second, when do you show up? Do you show up before? during or after. And lastly, how do your strengths inform the way that you interact with, navigate, and work through change? Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. 
If you found value from this episode, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and a host of others. Please share this podcast and our other resources with anyone you think would benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening.